0: 98 FM, you're listening to the Saturday Social with Rachel. Morning, Rachel. How are you? I'm good. And we have a very interesting first email in for you. Um, I'll go ahead and read it. There's no name on it. And this person is actually looking for advice for their brother. Um, But they say, hi, doctor, can you give me some advice for my brother who is 27 and has struggled with body issues for years? Simply put, he's been trying to get big and ripped for the past 10 years. I think he's been trying to live up to the expectation these days that all lads need to have bulging biceps and a six-pack. I feel sorry for him, though, because he kills himself in the gym, uh, but I just feel he'll never be big because his body type doesn't allow for it. So she asks, can you make a slim build bigger and have you advice for guys who are putting huge pressure on themselves to get ripped? Well, Doctor, do you think that there is a big pressure in Ireland for for guys to have this kind of ripped supermodel build?
1: Rachel, I think we're all kind of aware of the pressures that are on on, on women to kind of look a certain image. And I think social media obviously adds to that. And Mm. I know from a very early age, we're seeing young girls who are on Snapchat, on all kinds of different social media things. And it's all about a certain look, a certain image. And for many of them, these are unattainable looks and unattainable images because we have to remember that many of the images that are up there are filtered. But they feel this pressure that that's what they should be. That's what's normal. And I think probably amongst men and guys, there is that same pressure, but it's probably just not talked about as much. And I think we know that all kinds of issues arise from eating disorders to body dysmorphia where people have this kind of feeling that their body is different to how it actually looks. So I suppose what's body dysmorphia? That's maybe if you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing yourself as being really awful looking or very overweight, whereas in actual fact you're in normal weight, mm. it's your perception of how you are. I'm not saying I suppose with this color that's happening, but I think this is a guy who's 27 and and again, his sister is kind of saying that he has struggled with body issues for many years So I think the big thing is you can work and work and work at your body. And can he build up a muscle physique? Yes, he can. Obviously, he can't change his bone structure. Mm. But he can change the muscle, what's overlying that. But the only issue with that is that we know that sometimes people will resort to medication from steroids to other things to try and do that. And they can have long-lasting impact on their body, affecting their heart muscles, affecting their kidneys. And ultimately, it's unsustainable. So once you stop, then that muscle goes, it becomes flabby. And often these people who worked out so intensely and also to do that, they may have increased their calorific content, so they're eating much more. They find that actually they put on lots of weight and they're back to square one again. And okay. it's worse because they feel even worse about themselves because they've let themselves go. They've now got, moved into what they thought they didn't want to be and all of the rest. Okay. So what do we need to do? I think it's really good that you're talking to your brother and you're aware of this. But I think it's more him, I suppose, having to accept who he is and what he is and mm. maybe getting proper advice if he wants to kind of see, look at what's a healthy weight gain with regards to muscle mass, what is going to be his normal body and how can he become comfortable with that? Yeah. And I, suppose I would be gearing him towards a psychologist to talk to someone really about what's led to this because we know that often there are underlying issues about our own self-confidence and if we feel we can control certain parts in our lives and sometimes that can be weight by being able to control our weight perhaps lose inordinate amounts of weight to have an image that we think gives us something, it gives us that positive reinforcement, it kind of helps then us forget the other negative stuff in our lives and and I think that's where a good psychologist is kind of going to go back and say well why do you want to be this way? What mm. would this look?
0: Because 10 years is, is a long time to kind of be, so he's 27 now, that's 17, 10 years he's been kind of trying to get this, whatever he thinks is this kind of perfect body but from what you're saying Dr. Alona so you know obviously we're all born with certain body shapes or body types but you're saying you know you can you know I suppose maybe sculpt that body but I suppose someone who's naturally a slim build is never going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. I mean look
1: it depends on your height, it depends on your body frame. You can bulk up muscle so you can add a little extra padding be it in the form of fat or in the form of muscle. So we can all do that but ultimately you can't turn yourself from a 5 foot 10 person into a 6 foot 2 person and similarly you can't add strength and length to your arms and your legs so that's never going to be possible Mm. but I think the really sad thing is that this is someone for 10 years that has been fighting their body and trying to gain an image that they feel is important to them. And it's to understand that. And, you know, when we're when we're caught up at something like that, I think sometimes we're losing out in other aspects of our life, perhaps not being as happy as we want to be, not being able to focus on other things in our life. And I think that's the really important thing. When something like this is taking over your life, you know there's an issue, there's a problem, and you need to get help for it. But I think one good group, especially if it's with regard to eating and potential eating disorders is Bodywise, and that's spelled the a Y, so B O D Y S. I think is how it's spelled. If you Google that, and they offer huge support to people and helping them with all of this kind of body image and kind of potential eating disorder issues that may be arising.
0: Okay, great. I hope our listener goes checks them out. Bodywise, they are a fantastic group. And um, now next up, Dr. Alona, I am going to mention the dreaded C word, unfortunately. Um, but it is an email that has come in from Mora. And she says, I know everyone's so sick of hearing about COVID, but I have a few questions about the Omicron variant after having it myself over Christmas. Firstly, even though I'm completely negative by now, I still have a bit of a cough and scratchy throat. Is this normal? Will it go away? Secondly, I keep hearing about viral load, and I'm wondering what that means. And if you have too much on it, on if you have too much of it, can it make you sick? And lastly, how immune are you against COVID if you've had the Omicron variant? Lots of questions there.
1: lots in that. So I'm going to start with the viral load. And what is viral load? So viral load is a measure of the actual amount of virus in your system at a given time. Okay. And you get a viral load for any virus. And we know that during your infection, you'll slowly start get you. So you become infected with the virus. You meet somebody with it or you get contaminated in some way. And this virus starts replicating, meaning reproducing in your body. And as it does, the amount of it goes up. And as it starts to rise, you're more likely to get symptoms. But more importantly when you're reaching the peak, that is when you are most infectious. So that's the period of time that we want you to keep away from others, which is why the message has always been if you have any symptoms, isolate, because that obviously if you have symptoms, you probably have a high viral load of some sort. And obviously, if it's COVID and Omicron, especially at the moment, you're more likely to be able to spread it to others. But that virus will reach a peak and then it will start to drop. So I suppose with every illness, from influenza to chickenpox, we have some sense of how long the viral load will be high and therefore what is that period of time that you're infectious for. So let's say the likes of chickenpox. Everybody's heard of chickenpox and everybody's, most people probably had it. You're infectious, your viral load is high from the day or two before you get the rash, the spots coming out, to as long as you have new spots coming out. And once you've reached that stage, we know your viral load has started to drop. There's less active infection, and therefore you're less likely to be infectious. Okay. So, again, this caller is well over their infectious period. We know that the isolation period had been 10 days for people because it was felt that um, during that 10 days in studies they'd done, up to 10 days, potentially you had enough viral load in your body to still be infectious to others. Yeah, which part we go to next? Um, um, the cost. Okay, so... Yeah. Yes, we're having lots of people who've had Omicron. And I mean, anecdotally, the word has been that Omicron definitely seems to be less severe. Now, a huge amount of that is because so many people are vaccinated. Most people, it's going to settle down. We do know that long COVID is an issue. And again, we're learning more and more about this as time goes on. And long COVID is where people continue to have symptoms weeks to months after they've had COVID. Now, thankfully, the numbers appear to be low in that, and the symptoms do vary. It can be some people complaining of fatigue to ongoing cough to some people having palpitations to shortness of breath. So everybody's a bit different. But I think, you know, if you're having ongoing symptoms, it's probably worth just, you know, maybe logging those with your GP.
0: And And lastly, Dr. Aloni, yes, are you immune?
1: So look, if you've had COVID recently, so really what they're saying to is that anyone who's had COVID since the 1st of December is probably counted as having the Omicron version and therefore they are safe from Omicron for the foreseeable future for the next few months, definitely. Um, our big concern is that um, we know that lots of people who had previous versions like the Delta variant or the Alpha variant at the very beginning have been reinfected with Omicron because this is a virus that changes. So while you do have some immunity and you probably will have some low grade immunity even months afterwards and that wanes, it changes and these viruses vary so you can be reinfected and that's what's been happening. So I suppose it's always going to be a bit of a watch and wait there may be new variants, we're hoping that the variants are kind of in a way dumbing down becoming less severe and that hopefully this will become something that we will be able to live with but as we know the World Health Organisation have warned that there still is the risk that another variant could develop that produces more severe symptoms which is why we are slowly kind of moving out of things and slowly talking about opening up life again, but that also we are still pushing the booster vaccines or if you haven't been vaccinated at all to consider getting vaccinated.
0: OK, well, listen, there's some great uh, bit of advice there because I think a lot of people probably had the Omicron variant over Christmas and there's still just a few kind of unanswered questions. So I hope that has answered them for our listeners. Uh, Dr. Lona Duffy, thank you once again for your time on the Saturday Social on 98FM.
1: Thank you. Bye.